Welcome back to this week's edition of Riding the Wall Podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm still Justin. And we are still the undisputed tag team champions of the podcast world. Yeah, nobody stepped up to challenge it yet. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. Um, did you have a good week? I did. Yeah? I did. It's uh, been a busy week, but it's just one of them of yeah. wake up and look for stuff to do and as soon as you find something to do, four or five people are like, hey. Yeah, hey, hey come do this. Come <laughs> hey, help me with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Now that the weather's nice, I'm looking for stuff to do. Yeah. When that weather gets cold, man, I'm just like hibernating. Well, we finally got some rain yesterday after 17 days of no rain. Yeah, so that, I like that. was that. nice. Yeah, I mean, that helped me get a day off. Right. Just sit in the house and watch it rain. Yeah. Which was weird because <laughs> actually one of my neighbors... You know, got, uh, I don't know, they just got some stuff laying around their house, and they just thought it was a good time to clean up around the outside of the house during the rain. So I'm like, how weird can these people be? You right, know? you've had three or four weeks, three yeah. weeks of no rain. and Perfect opportunity to do that kind of stuff, right? But no, they wanted to do it in the rain. So It's I, too pretty to go outside. Yeah. Let's wait till it rains to go outside and clean up. Yeah. It's perfect time. I don't know. It's, but yeah, so I, I get that. Well, at least they cleaned up. That's true. So. That's true. I mean, I, I only griped about it forever, you know, because I'm an old man now and I just gripe about everything. Oh, cause no. Me and my wife were talking about that just a little while ago when I come home. And, um, you know, my daughter was out there and they were saying, you know, they were saying something about me griping and complaining. I said, I, I feel like that's a rite of passage, you know. I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but I feel like. I've lived this long. I'm, I'm getting to be an old man, you know, and or at least I feel like I'm getting to be an old man. Um, so I feel like I've lived long enough on this earth and I've seen enough stupid stuff and stupid people doing stupid things that, you know, I'm still here to complain about it. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And see, I, I, I complain about a handful of things and. Lisa would probably tell you it's a lot more than a handful, you know what right. I'm saying? Because I'm sure I bitch a lot more than I realize I do. Right. But, you know, I'm 44, so you're, I'm right there with you. I think, hey, we're, we're experienced enough now to bitch. So, but my big thing, uh, like the one thing, and it it will completely set me off into a blind freaking rage. Uh -oh. And it does every time yeah. something happens. But, and it kind of goes hand in hand with this uh, podcast because it's bad drivers. Bad oh drivers, <laughs> like I'm that guy that I will. You're getting ready to send me into a rage, and I'm not even on the road. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this from the office, you know. I mean, it's not it's not anything that uh, we're not behind the wheel right now. But I mean, just man, it's bad drivers. It, that's my pet peeve, and people make the worst mistakes and a lot of it's gotten worse obviously with cell phones oh, you know yeah, i mean yeah. coming into the picture over the last 10 15 years mm -hmm. you know but you know people it's doing some of the most stupid shit you know will set me into a blind <laughs> freaking rage to where like i see spots i get so mad you know mm -hmm. well mine as far as people on, on the on the highway go is is when i'm driving down the interstate you know you're in it like we have 65 right here by us so you know driving down in our section of 65 is two lanes right you don't have this on three or four lane you know but um, 
in our section it's two lanes of interstate and what really pisses me off is when one semi is doing 63 miles an hour in the right hand lane and then the one right behind him there's a semi right behind him he he's doing like 63 and a half right and he's got to pull out to pass and it takes 15 miles for that semi <laughs> and there's a hill coming <laughs> there's a hill coming it's like man i just wish the guy on the right side would let off the throttle for just a second you know let that guy get by and then hammer back down but yeah. that that probably pisses me off more than anything cuz yeah. you know He's looking back saying, watch this, I'm going to piss them all off. Yeah, because he does. Oh, yeah. But my thing is, slow drivers in the left lane, you know. Yeah. I mean, and the right lane being completely empty. Like, yeah. Nothing going on in the right lane at all, and people just got their crew set on 63, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, in the left lane, and, you know, Lisa will say, just go around them. Just go around them. That's, that's not the point. The point is... How close do you get? Oh, I get right up there. <laughs> okay, I do too. <laughs> Smoke would be proud I get that close, uh-huh. but Lisa gets mad because, you know, it is dangerous because, I mean, all it takes is somebody to want to be a dick. Yeah. Try to prove that they're right somehow for right. going slow in the fast lane, you know, but... It just depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm going to get right up on them and scare them into getting into the right lane, or I'm going to just take the right lane and just blast right I, by them but i'm gonna give them a shitty look the whole time i've thought about dumping them before <laughs> you know I mean, it, see if i get pe- uh, penalized for a right rear right. hook you know yeah, i wouldn't admit it you know <laughs> right you can't you admit got, it these know, days get fifty thousand dollars right you don't want to do that but um so let's talk about st louis worldwide technology raceway whatever you want to call it i prefer to call it st louis because it's shorter and i'm lazy right um Bush. Congratulations. Wins again. Number Congratulations, three. Congratulations, Rowdy. And Richard Childress Racing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think I think you and I knew, and probably a lot of the listeners, too, had a good feeling that Kyle Busch was going to come in and do this. You know what I mean? And, I mean, he's back in the Chevrolet. He's out of the Toyota. Um, wanted to prove a point to Coach Gibbs mm-hmm. and his other teammates, probably. You know, and, I mean, to me, it's just like, the Peyton Manning scenario when he was in Indianapolis, you know, and here comes, uh, oh. Um, you talking about Tom Brady? No. Uh, the new quarterback from Stanford that Indianapolis picked up. Oh, uh, Luck? Yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, I wasn't so, a Luck fan. Right. So, I mean, Andrew Luck was a talent, but I was sitting there the whole time going, Jim Mercer better not let him go. Better not let him go. And our HR department was like, it only makes sense to let him go. You know, he, he is good, you know, but he's at the end of his career. They need this new franchise quarterback to come in. You know, they've got the opportunity to get a number one draft. And, uh, you know, they they got to keep building on this. Why, why I do see it from that point, but I'm like, I know how much Peyton Manning still has in him. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And he ran that team. So I knew... It was a mistake. Yeah. You know, and I, this ain't looking back. You know, I knew in that moment that they were making a mistake by letting Oh, yeah, Peyton I mean, go. you know. And it kind of falls right there in place with me, with Coach Gibbs letting Kyle Bush get away. Because Peyton Manning goes off to Denver. He won another Super Bowl. He won another Super Bowl, which I will say in Denver's defense, well, I'll give Denver's defense credit. You know, they, they had a big part 
in that, but so did Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning kept that offense alive, and it, granted, he wasn't getting the numbers he was in his first 10 years at Indianapolis, but the, just the mind that that man has is irreplaceable. Right. You know, so, and I kind of feel like that that's how it is with Coach Gibbs, Kyle Bush, and that scenario. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, kind of like you're saying, a, a end of the career, well, not really end of career, but late career um, Peyton Manning is much better than a beginning of the career Andrew Luck, just like late in a career Kyle Bush is better than just about anybody, but right. you know, I mean, Ty he, Gibbs, you know, I mean, he, he holds his own. You can't, you can't replace that experience. You can't replace that type of mindset. Yeah. And it's working great for RCR. It's working great for Kyle Bush too. Cause he's got three wins so far this year. That's, is that either ties or is more than he had in the past two years at Gibbs. Yeah. So he's made the right move. I mean, you know, that, that proves it right there. And, he had a dominating car all weekend. Yeah. Or the whole race, at least, you know, so. He was up top he, three the whole day. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I never seen him out of the top three. Um, but again, you know, I mean, he had to, there was times, just like we was talking about last week or the week before, I can't remember, but just about that finesse and not battling for the lead on lap 120. You know what I'm saying? Right. Kyle Bush has got that type of mind where he can say, you know, I'll let you get around me now. I ain't going to try to push this, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead take the lead. Yeah. And I know how strong my car is. I'll get you on the final. I'll you get know? you when it matters. Right. Oh yeah. So you can't, you can't buy that. You can't create that. It's just something that comes with time and not every NASCAR driver gets it in time. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that we've seen, um, at St. Louis was Kyle Larson. Early in the race, his car was just junk. It was just garbage. He was falling back to the back. And uh, and then what do you know? They keep working on it working on it. And by the end of the race, there he is. He's up there. He's got that. Well, we've, which is no surprise. No, we've talked about that too, how well he communicates with his team and saying, mm-hmm. this is what my car is doing. And, and, yeah. Know, this is what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, he just got one of them talents that it doesn't matter you know don't get nervous if if kyle larson is your guy and he's struggling on lap 100 you know they'll they'll be there at the end or at least they'll unless they crash he's going to be there unless his unless his car's got damage that the other 36 or 37 cars don't have he's going to be there right right he has that talent to do that and kyle bush just has this talent to i don't know it seems like every time he spins out or bumps the wall it's like that would piss me off you know, like, well, it don't it don't piss me off this year with Kyle Busch does it, but like last year when he was in the Toyota and I wasn't rooting for Kyle Busch, <laughs> he would spin out, he would hit the wall, he'd go through the grass, and I'm thinking, good deal, he's he's damaged that car, but then, lo and behold, at the end of the race, there he is in the top ten, and he's just passing cars left and right, and it's like, you're the only guy on the track that can mess up your car and still compete for the win. Sometimes yeah. run better. Yeah. And once his car was messed yeah, up. It's but like... it was almost like his team was working against him or his garage was working against him. And I don't I don't I don't wanna say that in a shameful throwing shit at Kyle's previous team, but we all knew what was coming. 
and yeah. Kyle was having the worst time you could see in in the post race interview. Sometimes even in the pre race, he was already disgusted. Yeah, you know, uh, just because it's. I mean, it's he like knew they, the situation. Right. It's almost like they wasn't even trying to help him. Yeah. So I think he knew that, and uh, I still stand behind the comments that I made that I'm pretty sure that because he was blowing up a lot of engines last year just so happened to blow up a lot of engines last year towards the end of the year and i'm pretty sure at least half of them he did on purpose think he's costing coach some money i think he was yeah. you know he's he, <laughs> well i mean who, i talked to earl about this like the day after and i don't remember which which track it was but it was it was in the playoffs and it was i think it was second stage he was still in the playoffs and um i don't remember which track it was but he was he had taken the lead and they were under caution and he started to blow up. And uh, Truex, I believe, was second. And Truex came over the radio and said, I think the 18 car is blowing up. Like, Who blows up under caution? It just don't happen, you know. I mean, I mean, it, obviously it's possible, but yeah. it's very, it's not probable. Right. So I think the driver had a lot to do with that. And I think he said, no, he could see that he was going to win that race. And he's like, no, you're not going to help me. I'm not going to help you. So, yeah. So, I stand behind my comments on that. I, don't, I haven't had well, too many I mean, people agree with that, but no, I think I'm right there with you. We talked a lot about that last year, and, you know, it, I mean, there's a lot of bosses and a lot of boys out there that don't get along, especially in situations like that. Yeah, you when know, there's a lot of money on the line. If you're pushing me out the door, you're just, you're not even trying to get, you know, you're blaming it on we don't have uh, sponsorship. We can't get a sponsorship since... Mars M and M's was leaving, mm -hmm. so we can't re-sign Kyle Busch. I called bullshit right then. Yeah, I mean, you got the best driver at the time. You can find a sponsor. Right. You don't. <laughs> you have might to worry have to. About, you, you don't might... have to worry about that car not being in victory lane with Kyle Busch at some point. And right. here we are, not even halfway through the season, and he's been there. He's tied for the most wins this year. Him and William Byron. Yep. Yep. So I was happy to see that, and I was happy to see. Nowadays, I'm happy to see Kyle Busch with a smile on his face. Yeah. You know that. Uh, that makes me happy because in my mind it's not the same Kyle Busch that it was ten years ago. You know, it's a he's a changed man. Yeah, and uh, I'm happy for him. So, um, it was a pretty good race, uh, three hundred laps, kind of a short race. But uh, what do we have in there? What happened? Oh, we had Chastain and McDowell kind of got together. Um, I don't know if you've seen that or not. I did not. But uh, I think they were going into turn one. McDowell had stayed out. He didn't pit. There was a caution. McDowell didn't pit. He got up front. He stayed out front to get the track position. And uh, everybody else came in for tires. So we go green. And McDowell starts to fall back. And uh, Chastain, I don't remember what position they were in. But, you know, it didn't take McDowell long. And he started he started fading. And uh, eventually, Chastain caught him. I don't know what position they were in. They weren't doing great. I think they were somewhere around 15th, 20th, somewhere back in there. They were back in the pack. But uh, they were coming around turn one. McDowell was mm, he was kind of on the inside, that low groove, but there was still room. And there was a car to the outside of him, and I don't remember who that was, but Chastain was coming on the inside. And it looked like McDowell... I, don't, I think McDowell tried to cut him off to, to take that spot before Chastain got there, but uh, a lot of people were giving Chastain some grief over 
getting into McDowell, but I didn't see an issue there. Um, I haven't seen Chastain do really anything wrong since Rick Hendrick you know, right. got mad. But um, so that was just a racing deal. I mean, in my mind, it was. Right. I didn't see anything wrong with what happened there. So, just... so let's go right out of this situation with Chastain and McDowell uh-huh. into the another topic here, which was Noah Grayson having a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> you know, since yeah. Chastain <laughs> smacked him upside the head a few weeks ago, <laughs> let's just go right into this. You know, mm-hmm. kind of perfect lead in right there. Yeah. So, um, so I believe it was. Um... Lap 197, 200, something, something in that area. Noah Gregson, um, he he has a wreck, and he is... I didn't know any of this until today. I just found out that uh, he is out at the Sonoma race with concussion-like symptoms because of uh, taking a hit in the car. Um, now, I didn't even see the wreck that he was in. I don't no. know if it was with another car. I don't know if it was with the wall by himself. I don't know. Um but this is, it just has the look of a Kurt Busch or a Alex Bowman from last year where he's out with a concussion. Um, he has Grant Enfinger is going to substitute for him. He's from the truck series. He runs up front in the truck, so we're going to see what he can do. Getting thrown in on a road course. Yeah, I don't know if he's much of a road course driver or not. I don't know a whole lot of background on him. He he might be a better road courser, and that's why they decided to pull him up from the truck series. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm right there with you. I have no idea about this guy, but we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him driving in the trucks, but uh, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to him. You know, as far as their backgrounds and and what they're good at and their specialties, but. yeah, Gregson's got concussions. You so. think they, uh, when they was examining for the, his concussion, checking him out and everything, you think they went ahead and shaved his head and so we can get a better look at <laughs> get rid of that, get rid of that other helmet? That might make us <laughs> feel better <laughs> sooner. <laughs> get rid of that haircut. <laughs> I hope they did. Um, you know, I hope they did. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I don't know if this is just a one race that he's going to be yeah, out. I don't his know. His old lady could have smacked him for having that haircut. She very well could Maybe have. That's where the concussion yeah, comes from. Like, what were you thinking, bud? Right. He ain't going to bet with Austin Dillon no more. I guarantee you that. Yeah. He's 0 for 1. <laughs> that's a big one, too. Mm-hmm. Go on national TV, get in a fight, and lose with that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's different if you go on TV and fight and win with that haircut. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Gregson and uh, Legacy... Eric Jones got penalized this week. I don't know if you've seen that or not. He got penalized for a modified greenhouse. Now, I know a lot of people listening may not know what the greenhouse of a car is. And totally understandable, not too many people do. But the greenhouse, if you picture a car from the side view, let's say you're looking at the driver's side of a car, you take the line from the top of the hood and draw it all the way back to the back of the car. So you're going top of the hood, top of the doors, top of the trunk. And you just cut that car right there. Everything above that line is going to be your greenhouse. So you got basically, the roof. Basically like you would see a greenhouse. Yeah. For plants, you know. It's everything right directly Picture a convertible with no windshield. Right. It's everything every, up. Right. Yeah. Basically everything right in the shell of the glass or the plexiglass. Yes. So. And, and the greenhouse is including the windshield, front windshield, rear windshield, 
um, ABC post on the top of the car, the roof of the car. So I don't know how it was modified, what they did. I mean, that seems like something that would come from the the Sapar, the you know what I'm saying? You think so, the body. Um, you know? I mean, maybe something happened and they just had to make a quick modification to keep it safe. You know, I don't, I don't know. We don't know yet. So. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, I don't know how much they had to modify on this thing. Um, but I would think once, you know, NASCAR receives these new-gen cars and they disperse them, they would have caught something or brought it to NASCAR's attention if it was brought to them. Yes. Incorrect. Right. Know, so, and not only NASCAR seeing it, it's incorrect. Before they give it to these teams, these teams should be checking to make sure that everything's legal before they put this car together. Maybe they did. Maybe they just started sanding some stuff down and right. went just a little bit too far, thinking they might not get caught. Trying for a aerodynamic edge, but obviously they didn't get it. Right. Um, you know, because it's legacy this year and so legacy's say, in the toilet. They but, say what he was penalized with. Yeah, um, Eric Jones, I wrote it down here. It, uh, 60 points, five playoff points for the team and the driver, which ain't bad. You know, some of these guys have been getting hit with 60 playoff points, or no, 25, 25 playoff yep. points this year. 60 regular points, five playoff points. Uh, his crew chief is suspended for two races and got $75,000 fine. Well, they ain't playing, are they? No, and that's kind of a... It's kind of a soft penalty so far this right. year from what other people have gotten. But maybe it wasn't as big as a big a crime as because they didn't say what level it was, right? Um, they did. I think it was a level one. Okay. It was. I think it was just a level one. So um, maybe that's the difference. You know, yeah. level one's going to be cheaper. And... Yeah, I think it's what it was. But um, so you got Eric Jones getting penalized. Noah Gregson getting a concussion. He's out for a week. Legacy Motor Club is like I just said it they're in the toilet right now and I hate to see that because they're Chevrolet but I do think well I don't really think I think the stats are speaking for themselves I think this team was better off when it was just petty petty motorsports yeah. you know um, well you also you look back at when uh, Brad, Brad Kozlowski joined Roush Fenway and mm -hmm. it became RFK last year it, se it almost seemed like Roush was better the year before Kozlowski come in and helped out, but year number two, Brad and Busher are doing fantastic. Yeah. You know, so well, they, I blame that one on the new car. Yeah. I think I think a lot of these teams just took maybe two steps back because of the new car. Could be. Um, because, and I say that just because I mean, Busher and Kozlowski they were kicking ass at Daytona last year. You know, really close to winning that race, and then they just started getting penalized for almost everything. It seemed like. So they were, they were learning the new rules. They were learning the, learning how to gel as a team. You know, Brad going to the new team. There, everybody's learning the new car. That's and, what I kind of blame right. that. And one you know, on. you know, they're coming through the door with a million new ideas. Oh, yeah. Somebody like Brad Kozlowski joins your team. You know, mm -hmm. and same with Jimmy Johnson joining Petty and becoming Legacy Motor Club. But kind of makes me wonder with Grayson being out, especially on a road course where. Jimmy was semi-successful. Why ain't Jimmy getting in the car for Grayson? Hell, I think this year. <laughs> well, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Substituting I mean, not, for not, Noah? Not in the 84, but why ain't he yeah. getting in Noah's car when you got somebody right there that you know's pretty capable of That's a good it. question. Maybe he had prior plans. Yeah. I don't know. But 
I think if maybe his old lady just ain't letting him. It could be. You know, she said no. Get your balls back, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Look in the bottom of the purse. That's probably where they're at, bud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering, can they turn this thing around? You know, I mean this this isn't the first year with the car, but well, we you know, and I've read the stories where Richard Petty is not happy and yeah. was not happy with Jimmy coming in. Yeah, and, I've read that too. You know, and he's been pretty vocal about that, but. You know, is is the king stepping back because he's unhappy and saying, "You guys deal with it, then. You, that's what you want. Go ahead." He could be. Well, you know, I mean, he he's also that that guy that we all know. He's always going to give a hundred percent of right. what he can give. You know, I mean, he's a he's a mentor. He's a teacher. He's he's a he's a great ambassador for the sport. You right. know, he's at the track every time he can be, and. I can't really see him doing that, like taking my ball and I'm going home. I don't yeah. like this. You know, I can't see him being like that, but on the other foot, we're not there. You know, right. so And and you know, Petty Motorsports, that was his baby. Yeah. That had his name on it. Now it don't have his name on it. And people are it and probably I don't know, this is my opinion, but in his mind maybe it seems like they're trying to push him out. Right. You know, you bring in Jimmy Johnson, the one of the, the other, other seven time champions. One of the one of them. Yeah. And and just want to totally change everything. You're changing the name. You're changing the look. You're changing what they're all about, and it's not working. Right. You know, it maybe maybe Richard's just stepping back and saying, "I'll let the house burn for a little while," you know, and then maybe they'll call me back and realize that I had some good ideas. You know, we right. were we were on the way up and, when these changes came about. You know, I mean, about. it would be, you know, Richard Richard hasn't mentioned any kind of angst or hatred or dislike of jimmy johnson at all so don't no. take it for that but i could see that marriage working really well and that team working really well if it would have been richard petty reaching out to jimmy johnson and saying hey would you like to be a part of this yeah here's you know here's what i want to control here's what I want you to control. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to let a good idea be somebody else's idea right. for it to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I could see that this situation working a lot better if it would have played out like that. Yeah. I think, um, I think in order for this, this, uh, this team to work the way it currently is, I think, um, both seven times are going to have to sit down by themselves in the room and work it out and say, this is what you're going to control. This is what I'm going to control. You stay in your lane. I'll stay in my lane. You make yours a hundred percent. I'll make mine a hundred percent and we'll come together and we'll win some races. Right. You know, that's, I think that's what's going to have to happen. Um, I don't see it happening this year by no means. Um, that's going to have to be something that happens at the end of the year. And then you're going to Toyota next year. I think that's really going to help them. I hate to say that, but I think being with Toyota is really going to help them. Yeah. Um, it's just going to give Toyota a couple more cars. It's going to give a Legacy a manufacturer that's probably going to be paying more attention to them, giving them more support than what Chevy is, because Chevy's got their hands full with so many Chevys on the track now. Um, and, you know, 
well, big, I big mean, Rick, he demands the attention. Right, but you know, even those big teams, you look at Hendricks, you look at Stuart Hoss, you look at uh, JTG, you look at uh, Trackhouse. Maybe it was one of the with with Legacy. Maybe it's one of the things. Hey, we don't have the money to keep doing this, even though we're not doing bad. We don't have the money to keep up in this sport anymore. We need to bring somebody in. And Jimmy was that guy that could financially join and benefit the team. So mm-hmm. there, there, it may have been one of the things of if Richard Petty Racing didn't get a financial partner, the team wasn't going to last two more years. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. you look at Tony Stewart and Gene Haas, you know, you look at Rick Hendrick bringing in Jeff Gordon. You know, so, I mean, this sport has obviously got more expensive, but maybe it was something like that. And maybe, I think maybe they just, if them two could just get their feet underneath of them, they'd be a hard duo to to go against. Yeah, because you've got old school champion and a, a newer school, not really new school, but newer school, right. and Jimmy. You and know. both of them, Hall of Famers, I mean, both of them tied for the most championships However you want to look at it, you know, they're both mm-hmm. seven-time champions right? with the late, great Dale Earnhardt. And mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, the I don't know what word I'm looking for, but this thing could, with Legacy Motor Club, it could, it the could blow up. success is coming. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be incredible how much this team blows up yeah. if they could just get their feet underneath of them yeah and before it became legacy you know i mean look how good eric jones was doing in that 43 car you know he got better than the one before him yeah so (laughs) (laughs) exactly so i mean they were they were moving up and then things changed to legacy and then it just kind of it got flushed so that's unfortunate to see really but i'm I'm excited to see what they do in the upcoming years though yeah i I mean considering there's a lot of it's jimmy and and Richard, to see what happens when they get a Toyota, it it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm I'm, I'm said it many times. I'll say it till I'm dead. I'm not a Toyota fan, but uh, maybe that's what's gonna, maybe that's what it's gonna take for them to turn the corner. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because after seeing Gregson, hearing about Jones's. Well, it's, I mean, it seems like, and, and what was it, a couple of weeks ago, all three safe. of the cars at the Coca-Cola 600, all three of them were like out early. Right. But I mean, it was the same thing we discussed a week or two ago with Hendricks Motorsports. You know, I mean, you had Alex Bowman out with injury. You had Chase Elliott getting suspended for a race. You had Chase Elliott out at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it was like all these things, all these variables were kind of falling apart, you know, with at Rick Hendricks. Uh, with Hendrick's motor team, you know, those mm-hmm. four drivers. and I mean, William Byron's doing fantastic, obviously. Kyle Larson's not doing bad. No, and, he's not doing bad. I mean, he'd probably have five wins if it wasn't for Ross Chastain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was, uh, you know. The dominoes just kind of fell yeah, all at one time. I mean, time. It, it's yeah. like when it rains, it pours, boy. Right. You know, and, and maybe that's what's going on over here at Petty. Maybe it's just the, the black cloud moved over there for a minute. So Yeah. We'll see. Um, another thing I was going to talk about. Did you see the, uh, at St. Louis, did you see the Austin versus Austin, 
the Cindric and Dylan I did not. ordeal. Well, right after the race, um, you know, Richard Childress was in the uh, victory, the post-race where you do the interviews, you know, to sit down at the table. And some of the news people or the sports people were talking and asked him about the wreck with Austin, Dylan. And he, Richard just flat out come out and said, yeah, Cindric wrecked him on purpose, hooked him in the right rear, he needs to be suspended. And this was after, you know, right after the wreck happened, Austin Dillon gets checked out of the infield care center, and they're interviewing him. And the first thing I got to say is he needs to shave his mustache because he's not Chase Elliott. Right. He's not. He. <laughs> hey, I mean, Blaney and Chase Elliott both can grow a fantastic they, mustache. They can wear their mustache whenever, wherever they want to because, it, you know. It's not Austin Dillon, though. Right, it's not Austin <laughs> Austin, I know you're listening to this, bud, but you need to shave yeah, that we, mustache we or like grow it you. out. We like you. Put some handlebars on that thing or right. something, you know. We're, we're, we're just trying to have your back a little bit. Yeah, here. we're trying we to help you out, bud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Austin come out, and you could tell he was pissed. You know, he had that the quiver in his voice that he was so mad that you get. And he he said that Cendric wrecked him on purpose, hooked him in the right rear, and he needs to be suspended. Um, and then, you know, then they're showing the replay of this wreck. And my immediate thoughts were, I don't see anything there that calls for a suspension. You know, because they had two different views on it. They had one camera in the turn watching the cars come at the camera. And I really couldn't see anybody moving one way or the other. It just, I don't know how they even made contact. Because from that view, you couldn't tell who was going where. And then they had the other view, the other camera view from the straightaway. And, you know, you're watching the cars go past you from left to right. Yeah. And as they're watching them, there it looks like Austin Dillon came up into Cendric. So I'm thinking, well, how in the hell can Cendric be suspended if you came up into him, you know? And it just looked like a racing incident. It looked like Cendric was setting himself up for the turn, and he was starting to go, you know, make that turn left. And that's how he got into Dillon. But Dillon was so low on the track, he was coming up the track to set himself up for the turn. He thought he cleared. He was trying to, yeah, he thought he was cleared, and he was coming up to, to get in that line that he needed to be so he could take that turn on the low side. And two cars going for the same real estate, you know. It wasn't an intentional wreck. And what I think a lot of fans need to understand, and of course you get all the Chase Elliott fans coming out saying <laughs> oh, he yeah. needs to be suspended forever because he did the same thing Chase did, you know. So well, I mean, they're getting out of control. You know, there's going to be right rear hooks out there that aren't in retaliation. They're not in, right. You know, trying to wreck somebody. They're it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and it's, sometimes it's going to be involuntarily. Right. You know? I mean, two cars like that with that kind of speed, things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but. It's up to NASCAR and that team to figure out what's intentional and what's not. And right. It was very clear that Chase Elliott's was, and they didn't um, appeal it or nothing like that, you know. So no, they knew they got caught. <laughs> right. So I mean, it was let it be what it is, and NASCAR will decide. Because no matter how much fans of this person or that person or this driver, or this team. No matter how much they bitch about it, it ain't going to change anything. No. You just have to let NASCAR do what NASCAR does and put your faith in them. Yep. And that's what I was getting at is that, you know, there's going to be times where a right right rear hook happens and it's unintentional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's happened for years. 
and uh, you know it, it doesn't call for a penalty like you said but uh, <clears throat> it brings me you know I mean when you look at Chase Elliott's incident, you could see the hard left turn to hit him, and then his car control was fine. Just like right. Bubba Got it all the way steered all the way fine. down to the infield grass <laughs> to get Larson and to make that contact, whereas this one was just a tap, and it was unintentional. So people need to need to chill out and, and realize what's intentional and what's not. You know, If you don't know what you're talking about, you probably shouldn't be talking. So, yeah. um, And I get, you know... I appreciate that fans are that passionate right. to say, oh my God, you know, this guy did the same thing my favorite driver did and he's walking away. You know, he's nothing, not even a slap on the wrist. You know, I, I get that. Yes, but, but they should have the common sense to say, what was the difference in that one and exactly, that other one? Exactly. Be, and, become an expert on what you're talking about. Right. You know, let somebody knowledgeable explain the difference and, and, and then let's and And make sit your down complaint. and talk about it with somebody that enjoys the sport as much as you do and see if they see the same thing you do right you know i mean it's it's that it's that easy yeah because we all see different things yeah absolutely um which um i was looking around on nascar.com um and i seen a story about rick hendrick and he was discussing the chase elliott getting suspended and um he was talking about how retaliation is a fine line and he would much rather see these drivers handle it outside of the car rather than inside the car. But he also said that, you know, you got to understand that drivers are going to, eventually they're going to say enough is enough and they're going to handle it themselves. Um, just like Noah did. Yeah, just like <laughs> Noah did. And he was, basically he was saying that Denny Hamlin was beating the tar out of Chase all day and Chase just got tired of it. And he said, you're going to have that. You yeah. know, now right rear hooking's not acceptable, but you're still going to have retaliation. So bump him back, you know. Yeah, make it hard on him too if you're. Yeah, gonna... and and that's kind of what he was saying was that retaliation is a fine line, and you know it got me to thinking. It's an art, is what it is. It's it's not really a fine line. It's to retaliate and make it look accidental. It's an art. Yeah. And these guys at the top, most of them know how to do it. Or they're better at it than the, yes. than the newbies. <clears throat> yes, and it's like that's why you see a lot of these old-timers. They do it and they don't get caught because they know how to do it. You know, They know how to – they'll chase a guy around the track for two or three laps and find out where his weak spot is and then get right up on his bumper. And that way and, – and then a certain spot of the track, they'll hit him. Yeah, and it'll make it look like he done it. And himself. make it look like he let off the throttle or, or whatever, you know, and they'll they'll and make it look it's even more it's even easier on a road course. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these oh, yeah. and these uh veterans they they'll just like you said, they they'll hang out behind you for a minute and wait to catch you at that weak spot and mm-hmm. you won't even know what happened. Oh yeah. But every, but the entire country watching will know exactly what happened <laughs> well no it the entire country will think well he just lost it you know oh yeah or you know but but those experts watch it'll be snickering in the corner like because they know what yeah, just happened he plays stupid games you win stupid prizes uh-huh and yeah it's he just got his stupid prize <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> and and what do you think so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask you this what do you what kind of retaliation is okay in your mind and what kind of retaliation is not okay on or off the track 
Well, I mean, I'm an old school NASCAR guy. I'm an old school race guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with throwing fist in the in the pits off off the track. Um, I don't I don't I don't want to see it every weekend. Nothing like that. I don't want to see a Royal Rumble between ten different teams, ten different yeah. drivers in the pits. I don't I don't want to see all that. But every once in a while when like like the Chastain and Hamlin thing, that saga, it's going to have to come to a head one way or other. And I would much rather see it happen face-to-face than in a car where one of them's career could be changed forever. Right. So I'm always going to say, let them duke it out, boys, you know. But as far as retaliation goes, uh, obviously right rear hooking is an intentional and probably the most devastating way to hurt somebody mm-hmm. so i agree with nascar on that it does not need to happen but you know how many years did we see jeff bodon and sterling marlin and bill elliott and rusty wallace and dale senior bang doors with each other you know what i'm saying they, yeah. they can go up there and you can bang me on the left or right side to side you know touch me on the back you know jam me up from the front you know whatever but mm-hmm. that that's part of racing, you know, and that's, I, I enjoy that, you yeah. know. So, I mean, any kind of contact is going to slow both cars down. Right. So, you know, if they're doing it out of aggravation and putting their chances of winning even less than what they were at at the moment, that's up to them in that real moment, in that yeah. real, in that real minute. So... If they want to do that, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But don't go out there and try to end the career of one of your coworkers. Right. right. I <clears throat> I don't. In my mind, anytime somebody gets right rear hooked, I don't think the person doing the hooking is is trying to hurt that individual. I think they're just trying to make sure that they take that car out of the race. But they're all aware. Right. But they're all aware, and, and and they don't they don't think of that at in that moment. And we talked about that you know a couple of weeks ago it's it's that that the blink of an eye decision that had you think about it for 10 seconds you wouldn't make that same decision but um i'm i'm perfectly fine with just about any kind of retaliation except the right rear hook obviously i don't i don't like that that's not good no place for that anywhere but let me, let me other than that like like earlier this year with uh with the Denny Hamlin Ross Chastain. That thing went on, that whole saga went on all year last year. And it was always Ross Chastain getting the better of Hamlin. And now at the time, I really didn't care for either one of them. I didn't really care how this thing went, who won or who lost. It was kind of fun to watch. And I was always sitting there thinking, when's Denny going to get him back? You know, I mean, every week it was Ross hitting Denny, Ross hitting Denny. Nobody's doing anything, not even Denny. He's not doing nothing about it except bitching about it. Well, quit bitching about it. Do something, bud. You know, throw them on the table. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Bitching about it ain't going to get you nowhere, except hit again, you know. So then finally, this year, what was it, Phoenix? I think it was Fontana, Phoenix. One of the first few races, I don't know when it was, but Hamlin just pinned Chastain up against the wall, door to door, just pinned him against the wall. Didn't wreck him on purpose, but he definitely finished farther back in the field than... Hamlin did. Than Hamlin did, and what uh, what Ross wanted to, so that was kind of his way of getting him back. It's like finally, I got you back, and I'm not going to let you have a good race. 
that was his form of retaliation, which I think is perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. It didn't hurt him. It proved a point. Denny wasn't going to have a good race anyway. Now, now Take here, him out. Here, here's another scenario with that I can't say I'm against it, but I'm not for it. Was And we've talked about this numerous times, and it, it always leads into the ass punch. You know, it's when <laughs> you and I were at Bristol and, yeah. you know, Kevin Harvick was going to win this race mm-hmm. and Kyle Larson was battling for it and this and that. But um, Chase Elliott makes a green flag pit stop, doesn't get nothing done to his car, shoots back out of the pit. as long So he did it intentionally to get in front of Kevin Harvick and he yeah. came out and slowed Kevin Harvick down. Now... I don't know what that was retaliation for. Because uh, Harvick rubbed his, he side smacked him, rubbed his tire. Well, I mean that's racing though. Right. You know? At Bristol, it's a short track. Right. That's short right. track so, racing. So I mean that's. I don't think Kevin Harvick did anything intentional. No. So, my thing is, to. To do something like that is, crossing the line. I mean, it, he wasn't putting nobody in danger. But, God bless, it pissed me off so much. You know. Oh, that, I know. I was sitting right there next to you. I seen how much you were pissed I, off. I think I about tore one of them, one of them bleacher stands out of the. I could uh, see the smoke coming out of your ears, with but, thirty laps to go. But on the same note, you know, if you know that that comes down to team racing too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just like Cole Coaster at the road course last year when his pit, his crew chief came over and said, oh, "It looks like you're." Left rears down, and I mean, no one. He didn't have a flat tire, but he was telling him, "Slow this guy down behind you." Right. I get that because mm-hmm. you know, if you and I are out there teammates, and you've got a real good chance to win, but this guy's coming on hard, I would do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and would, it's not like he swerved to get in front of the guy. All he did was tap his brake. Right. That's... So, so I get the team play in this because mm-hmm. I support that. I, I mean, there's multiple teams out there with multiple cars on those teams for a reason mm-hmm. you know so i'm a big fan of the team racing yeah i don't so, have nothing against that but that move that chase elliott pulled on kevin harvick and i'm not just saying that because i'm a kevin harvick guy i'm saying that because he took a pit a green flag pit to get up there and do that mm-hmm. and that, that was i mean on one hand it was great strategy but on the other hand it was below the belt and it was obvious of what he was doing you know it was very obvious oh yeah that he was i mean you didn't even get doing. gas <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on so uh, that right there in itself he didn't make contact with harvick he just slowed him up yeah. which is isn't that not, not the same thing that hamlin got penalized for this this year for altering right. the we, outcome of a race right. you know, we but, talked about that right and so those kind of retaliations, those don't make me mad. I mean, obviously they would if I was the person getting the bad end of the stick on that Well, deal. but here, here's my problem with it. Would If Kevin Harvick <clears throat> would have dumped Chase Elliott... Oh, he would have been wanted in 17 states. Right. You know, and that that's my problem with it. If he would have dumped him for intentionally slowing him down, Kevin Harvick would be the villain. And Kevin Harvick would have been penalized, and Stuart Haas would have been penalized, and that's my problem with it. Right. 
If somebody's going to come out and intentionally block you, slow you down, you've only got two options. Go around them or dump them. Or go through them. Right. Yeah. And he couldn't go around him, you know, so... Yeah, Chase was just driving with his rear view the whole rest of the race. Like, he wasn't even looking out his windshield. Right, and then they were in traffic. Yeah. You know, I mean, he Kevin Harvick couldn't take somebody else out of the race because he was pissed at Chase Elliott, but in my eyes, the only thing Kevin should have done was dump him. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. That's, I was rooting for him, too, you know. And just because I seen with 50 laps to go, I could tell what he was doing. And at the time... Larson wasn't even leading the race. Right. You know, Har you, I had, could see Larson just reeling him in quick. So Larson I, had the winning car. He yeah. had a car well, capable of winning. You know, that's what I'll I, say. He had a car capable He had a capable car, right. yes. But I Harvick think Harvick had dominating. just as much a capable right. car. And he was going to win that race had it not been for Chase Elliott's yep. bullshit. Um, but, yeah, as far as retaliation, a lot of people are just going overboard with this stuff ever, ever since the Golden Boy did it. You know, now everybody's got to be suspended, and that's not the case. I think there's a lot of ways to retaliate that is perfectly acceptable. Um, and and now it's it's starting to get to a point to where you're using this SMT data to see what the car did so they can improve intent on wrecking somebody. <clears throat> And there's a lot of so, stuff that we don't see either. Like the NASCAR officials are having sit downs with these drivers, and the crews listening to radio communication, interviewing one on one. So, I mean, you kind of have to leave it to these experts to say he did it intentionally or he didn't do it intentionally. But well, going right back to what you were saying about the SMT data, they're getting to a point where they can prove guilt yeah. or innocence by this data. Yeah. And then, so that leads me to the point of. Well, now these guys are just going to have to punch each other in the face on pit road. I'm for it. don't really matter who, you know, prove intent right there. It just, you know, he just caught my right hand to his face, you know, um, and I'm okay with that. You know, it's NASCAR, like I said, they're getting to a point to where they said boys have at it. So now the boys are having at it and they're trying to take it out on each other. Um, so it feels right to them. You know, so they, they felt like they've been done wrong as far as the drivers go. They they feel like they've been done wrong by another driver, so they're going to go even the score. Well, that's fine, but then NASCAR steps in because one driver's just been getting hit and hit and hit all these times. Like Hamlin, been, according to Rick Hendrick, Hamlin was just beating the tar out of Elliott the whole race. Well, Elliott got tired of it and hit him back. You know, um, just like Hamlin... Numerous races last year getting hit by Ross Chastain. Well, he finally evened the score back, and then it's like it's like in school, the one that's that's picking doesn't get in trouble, but the one that fights back, the one that fights back, ends up getting in trouble. And and I don't think that's right. You know, you have to be able to defend yourself. You have to be able to defend your team, not only money. your team, but your character. Um, you know, your. You know, this is your this is your career, and you're not going to let nobody else make you look bad because they're trying to be stupid for a minute. That's not how it's going to work. And I, so I'm all for this retaliation, however it happens, as long as it's not a right rear hook, and it's legit. You know, if you if if that guy deserved it, hey, go get him. Right. You know, I'm all for it. But uh, I just wanted to 
throw that out there. Get back to racing, boys. Yeah. I mean, you didn't see the Alabama gang taking any shit like that back in the 70s and 80s. Right. You got bumpers and fenders for a reason. Yep. Use them. You know, I mean, if my guy, if I'm a team owner and my guy's just getting the brakes beat off of him, I'm going to say next race, don't come in here with a clean car. Yeah. All four fenders better have some dents in them. You know, um, you got to, you got to make them grow up, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about retaliation for a little bit. So, well, you got anything? Not really. What's I was going to say, I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go uh, there yet. Let's go to Sonoma. <laughs> let's go ahead. Not, not fantasy. I don't want to go. Right. I don't want to do no fantasy talk right now, but let's go ahead and jump to Sonoma where we go Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, give me, no, and like I said, not fantasy included. We ain't talking about that right now. But give me uh, two favorites and two dark horses. Favorites for me would have to be Probably Tyler Reddick. It would normally be a Chase Elliott, but not this year. Um, I, I just, made, I just don't think he's going to do it yet. You think he's uh, maybe made too many enemies? Think he's got some? No, I just think it's just you know, you know, when you're having a bad week and just nothing goes right. Well, that's like his year. Yeah. Um, and he's brought it all on himself. I think he's gotten out of his own rhythm by snowboarding. But, um, so I'd say Tyler Reddick is a favorite. There's a few. I'm going to go ahead and I tell could you. Probably my, s- let, before you get to a dark horse, let me go ahead and tell you my two favorites. My other one's going to be Suarez. Okay. Just because he won it there last year. I'm going to say Tyler Reddick and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch has been doing really good on road courses. He He has his whole career, in a sense, except for... Last year, obviously, but I think he's he's riding this wave right now, and you can't count him out at any track. It don't it don't matter where it is. Uh, yeah, and he's really one of the I'm going to say probably top five or six drivers out there that are good on road courses. And like I said, he's he's on this high right now. Three wins. He don't like being tied with anybody. He's tied with no. William Byron right now for the mm-hmm. most wins. So I could see Kyle Busch coming out there and pulling this thing off. Um, and just like you said, I agree on Tyler Reddick. Um, but, uh, give me two dark horses. My dark horses are not normally dark horses. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Chase Elliott, for reasons I just said, his, his whole year is just off. He's not doing anything. He shouldn't be a dark horse because he is a road course driver, but just this year... Yeah, it's, it's he's, all he's his... not in the favorite category. So yeah. for that reason alone, I'm going to put him in the dark horse. Just because a win from Chase Elliott right now would surprise me. And then the second dark horse is one of your favorites, Kyle Busch. Just because nobody thinks of Kyle Busch as a road course driver. I do. I really do. Well, see, I, I know I do. I started realizing last year when I'm looking, you know, starting to play this fantasy thing, I'm starting to realize and see that Kyle Busch is doing really good on, on road courses. But had I not done that research and looked into that, I would not know that because I don't think of Kyle Busch as a road course guy. When I think of a road course driver, I'm thinking of A.J. Allmendinger, I'm thinking of Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, and now Ross Chastain. Yeah. That's about it. And Suarez. And Suarez, yes. But, um, you know, I don't don't think of Kyle Busch or even 
Kyle Larson really as road course guys, but they are. So my two dark horses for this week are are two guys that are normally favorites. And one of mine kind of is too. So one of my dark horses is Chris Buescher. Yeah. He got second there last year. And that team, that team's made leaps and bounds improvements from last year to this year. So I could see Busher being up there at the end of this thing. Yeah, and, I can see that. And my other one, <clears throat> being the same guy that probably don't like like being tied for three wins this year, is William Byron. And it wouldn't dead. surprise me. I mean, wouldn't surprise me a bit to see him pull this thing off. But then again, he's not your normal pops in my head as a road course driver. Right. But but he has been doing pretty good. He has. He you know? he. Uh, I don't know if he's won any yet, but he's finished up there in the top five a few times. Yeah. Like, I know, was it Indy or was it the Roval last year? He was right there close oh, to winning. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's not bad at all. Um, but he's not, like you said, he's not that guy you immediately think of when it comes to road course racing. Right. So. Well, um, Busher would be, you know. If he's going to do it, he needs to do it because if you're looking at that manufacturer's total, nine to four to two. Try not to. (laughs) Ford needs to be doing something. All I keep thinking about is it'd be awesome if that Ford number is higher at the end of this season than Chevrolet and Toyota. And there's still enough races left. Barely. Right. I mean, we can get there. They got to win straight for the next two months in order to beat Chevy. That's eight more wins. Yeah. They'll be one up on Chevy. Yeah. Getting so. to eight wins when they've only got two now is going to be tough, though. It's we'll see. Tough. We'll see. I, I, just, I got faith in them. I got faith in my Ford boys. I don't. I do. <laughs> Look at my shirt. It's not the boys that's driving the cars. Shirt. It's the Ford Hall of Fans. It's the engines that are in them cars that I worry about. You know, I don't really worry about them because I know what's going to happen to them. But, um, so. One more question I want to ask you before we start talking about League or Sonoma anymore. Of all the drivers who don't have a win yet this year, who's going to be the next driver to get their first win, in your opinion? Well, and this would, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, but it's going to affect, if we get any of the Fantasy League members that listen to this, it's going to affect it, but... I will. I will say it. Where's your Where's your marker at for this board? I'll go ahead and make a prediction. It's in the other room. Okay. But yeah, I got a pen right there. You can okay. write it on that paper. So let, let me do this real quick. Here, let me grab this pen for you. Uh, I know. I know. All you listeners can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'll write this down so Chad has the proof. This is making me ask questions. I can't see what you're writing right now, but you keep looking at the the fantasy standings. (laughs) He's concentrating. And this is locked in. This will not change. Okay. Okay. I'm going to see what he was writing. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
So now, I will read that after this race takes place. No, go ahead and read it. Go now. ahead and read it yeah. now. Yeah, let's do it now because oh. it was going to be. I was going to use that guy at Nashville and at Chicago. Back to back, just go ahead and get it out of the way. But it will be one of them two races. It'll happen. That this person wins? Yeah. You think so? I think so. I don't think this is going to happen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that your prediction, I'm going to have to disagree with this. It's okay. a bold prediction. But I'm going to tell you what he just wrote down What's the here. worst that could happen? I'd be 4-1 and one on my predictions. Yeah. I'm 4-0 <laughs> right now. <laughs> so he wrote down here, Chicago Street Race. Justin takes the number 54 of Ty Gibbs. So you think Ty Gibbs that's is going to win be, at Chicago. That's going to be your next first-time winner this season. Yeah. You think he's going to beat Ross Chastain to a win? I'm going to go with Ross. I hope. Ross gets a win because that's who yeah, I took. I don't really care if Ross gets week. a win or not. But <laughs> <laughs> that's who I took this week. You know, even though we're not talking about fantasy right now, that's who right? I took. So I, I want to see him get a win. Well, I am going to take Ty Gibbs this this year. Also, you know, I haven't taken him yet, but I'm going to take him. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I can't tell anybody yet because you know you'll know when I take him. But uh, I don't think he's going to win. I'm just looking for maybe a top five, top ten with the kid. But um, I'm going to say he'll win the Chicago Street Race. That's bold. Yeah, it is. That's bold. But I don't see him much as a street racer, or not really street racer, but road course guy. Right. But, but I guess we'll see what he's got this week. Let's look at it like this. It's an equal playing field. We go to Chicago. Ain't none of them guys out there driving them cars done it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a young, energetic. Decent road course driver, but he's been minding his p's and q's so far. Right, but we're better not to mind them than in Chicago than on a street. <laughs> on Nobody gets course. penalized for anything in Chicago, so right. you might as well, right? I mean, yeah, no, no crime up there. Exactly. Hmm, that's a bold prediction. We're gonna see if it happens. I think. I've been trying to go back and and think of the drivers who have not won yet. I don't. I think Chase is going to get one because I think as the regular season progresses, get, he's going to start getting more desperate. He'll get it at Watkins Glen. I think it'll be his win. He might. He might. I think I I kind of think along the same lines you are. I think it's going to be a road course where he gets it at. Um, but you know, on that same note, I mean, we all know he broke his leg, his left leg, his clutch leg, so. Are those races where you're where you're clutching six hundred times a race affected any more than the races where you're clutching hundred fifty, two hundred times a race? You know, so that could be. It depends on you know what I'm saying. I, we yeah. don't know how well his leg is, so right. may, maybe he'll be better on an oval, super speedway. Surely he'd be a hundred percent by now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I broke bones twenty years ago that I'm still feeling. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, but he's not as old as you either, you right, know. He, yeah. he, he should be healing handsome. faster. He's not as handsome or as old. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, you know. Right. So I think I don't know, man. I was wanting to go with Ross getting the first win, but Big Papa Rick got mad. Now Ross has to change the way he's driving. So I don't know if he's gonna. I don't see Alex Bowman getting it. I'll tell you 
my thoughts on. Give me the next three winners. So everybody listening, go ahead and lock us in. Sonoma, Ross Chastain. Nashville, Kevin Harvick. Chicago Street, Ty Gibbs. So there's three first-time winners for the season. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's tough to say just because, you know, Sonoma, it's been on the schedule for years. Um, but it's, it's kind of a toss up, but I think this just goes to one of the road course guys. Nashville, we've only ran there twice, so it's kind of a newer track. I think you're going to see a flurry of new winners and it might not be, I mean, we might not have three first time winners for the season in these next three races, but I can see that very easily happening. I've been wrong before. Been wrong twice. Really? Yeah. Twice? Yep. Can we say what? Not right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been wrong before, but I think it was like 1984, 1985 was the last time I was wrong. And I, I don't remember what it was. Is that when you took dance? No, I've never taken dance. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Jim wouldn't have let that happen. No. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> um, let me look. Let me see some Let me see some names here. I'll tell you who's going to be the next first-time winner. I mean, I'm going to throw some I'm going to throw some names at you. It wouldn't surprise me to see Brad Kay pull off a Nashville race. Guys that have you not know? won yet. Kevin Harvick, Ross Chastain, Brad Kozlowski. Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman, Ty Gibbs. Um, those are just some of them. And then you get you get Chase Elliott, Ryan Priest, Eric Almarola, Chase Briscoe. Yeah, there's a there's a lot there. <sighs> Boys, I don't know. That's gonna be tough. That's a tough question. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the old man and say Harvick, just because. Where? Uh, where? Uh. <laughs> what expecting that so quick? Wasn't Michigan. Yeah, that's very doable. He owns that track. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna pick him in the league. That's where I'm gonna burn Kevin Harvick at is Michigan. Yeah. So HR Scotty, don't pick him at Michigan. You seem to keep picking my drivers past two weeks in a row we picked the same driver he said oh chad's doing pretty good i'm gonna pick the same guy as him i know what he's doing wish you could pick bubba all year yeah i wish i could pick bubba all year wish chad would hurry up and pick bubba so we can have the same driver and be cool yeah. <laughs> i love love dr pepper <laughs> give me another dr pepper you know? oh man he said if he ever had more kids he'd name them bubba yeah Bubba one and Bubba two. Well, but um, yeah, that's who I think. I'm gonna go with Harvick for. I don't know though, man. It's a tough one. Isn't it? it is very tough. I'm second guessing myself. It's got to be either Chastain or Harvick. It's just a matter of who gets it first. And it could be either way. Like you said, it could be Harvick at Nashville, and it could be Ross this weekend. 
I don't know. Could man. be Brad K at Nashville. It could be. It's tough. It could be Brad K at Sonoma. I mean, he's not a bad road course driver. No, it's not. I don't think. No, I don't, I don't see him. Be. I don't see him winning. <laughs> it there. could be, yes, but, but I mean, I don't see it happening. That's my that's that's my prediction. It's going to go Sonoma, Chastain, Nashville, and I, I'm not saying this is who I'm going to pick in the fantasy league for Nashville, but. I think Harvick can pull it out at Nashville. He can. Harvick uh, can pull it out. Well. Anywhere but dirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just go ahead and count on him finishing right. 43rd he, in the He's dirt so race. mad <laughs> that week. You know what I mean? He don't even yeah. want to finish He first. don't even want to practice. He don't want to qualify. Yeah. He just, he's so against it, you know. Just put a, just put a substitute driver in there for me. Might as well. They probably do better than him, you know, but, uh. Oh, well, enough picking on the old man. But I think, you know, I mean, Nashville's another one of them tracks, too. It's a shorter track, and it's right up the alley of Chase Briscoe. You know, it's a, I mean, it's right in his wheelhouse. Same with Ryan Priest. I mean, if Stuart Haas boys are going to be strong, I think, at Nashville. They with, could be. With Kevin Harvick leading the way. Well, speaking of these St- Stuart Haas guys, I want to give a big shout-out to Eric Amarola. Thanks, Eric, for totally sucking this past week i picked you in the fantasy league you finished wherever you finished like 18th or some crap like that thanks a lot bud well he, he gets appreciate you, you gosh made me mad he gave you some of that smithville ham didn't yeah he? yeah <laughs> yeah boy I, I just kept watching kept watching i'm thinking all right he's gonna get up there you know he, he's one of them guys that just steadily kind of move up quietly moves up no he never did I'm sitting there for 300 laps waiting for this move to happen, and it never did. Yeah. So, I know you're listening, Almarola. Thanks a lot, bud. You yeah. let me down. It's his last year. He's like, this is I'm my gonna, last season. I'm going to piss Chad off. That's I'm going to talk to Tony about that. Not well, like he I cares. Mean, the way I see it, the way <laughs> I see it, I mean, if, I don't know if Tony listens on the weekend right after this gets posted or if he listens weeks out but I well, know i'm sure he, he gets he i know gets, he listens yeah he gets the alert when it gets comes notifications out. but yeah. i mean we know he's going to need two drivers next year and i've already been know, sized for my if, racing if you, suit tony if you're looking for drivers you, you look right here bud we got two of them ready to go shake and bake absolutely <laughs> just don't ruin my crystal gale shirt that's right <laughs> <laughs> but we will do the job that's right, guaranteed. Um, what are you looking forward to in Sonoma? Anything? I'm looking forward to no green white checker, but I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen you too, know, because road courses are just perfect opportunity right, for that. I mean, it is a perfect opportunity. It's great for ratings and everything like that. But I'd love to see this race. Because when you have a green-white checkered on a road course, it's never just one green-white checker. It's like... Seven. Seven of them, you know. <laughs> right. And, and my guy always gets caught up in it. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, that guy that goes punted out there in the field, that's yeah. usually my pick right, right. there. Right, <laughs> exactly. And that just seems how it works for all 26 people in our league. Yeah, you know? except for Hunter. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hunter's guy could be a 36 and be the only car left on the track. Yeah. And end up getting a top three absolutely yeah it's but it is what it is yeah it is what it is i agree i don't want to see no green white checkers i'm kind of tired of green white checkers for but a while i think we will see it 
I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we'll definitely see Green White Checker, but that that's what I look forward to is not seeing one. Yeah. And I'm just hoping Suarez can make two in a row. I don't normally pull for Suarez because I'm just not a track house fan, but uh, for fantasy purposes, I hope he goes two in a row. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see Trackhouse do good myself because I yeah. took Chastain. You took the other one, did Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can do a one-two. Yeah. Now, right. if <laughs> we know already that Chastain has pissed Suarez off this year. He has. So don't be mad if Chastain pisses him off again this year. Well. At, at, at Sonoma. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> um. That's really all I got about that. Let's talk about this league. Hunter took the lead again. Yeah. Yeah, he's back. I thought everybody would like to know that. I think everybody does. It pissed him off, didn't it? He was out of the the lead for two weeks, and he got pissed off. Yeah, he don't like it. I I can tell you what his text said whenever. (laughs) Okay. Whenever I I said something to him about it. About him not being in the lead anymore? Well, I can't say what I texted him on. Oh, okay. On there, but I said, look at you taking back the number one spot. He said, yeah, not too bad, huh? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he knew, he knew it was coming. But, yeah, Hunter don't like being second. Um, well, most people in the league would be content. Yeah, being second for a minute, you know. Yeah, for a minute. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen second in two years. Right, but I mean, you know, there's only seven points dividing up the first three spots. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hunter's in first with 130, and Josh is in third place with 137. So yeah, he did good last week. He picked Kyle Busch to win that. Yeah. Uh, him and Earl. Was it Earl? It was Earl. He he told me it was Earl. Really? He you know, said. I asked him. I said, "Was that you or Sonya you that picked?" Think he's still in credit. I don't know the guy, so. I don't think he would. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, well, he he's been pretty good so far about letting me know. Good know, job, Earl. Good job, Earl. Let's see if you can do two in a row. Did he make a pick yet? It's after seven. We can talk about this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know if he made the pick, but. Well, I I think I'll be able to tell you. Just by his pick, if it was him or Sonya. Number 17, Chris Buescher. Ooh, I think that's... <laughs> I think that's probably an Earl pick. Huh? I think so. It's not a bad pick. It's not? No. I um, mean, he got that. I mean, he did... What was it last week? He dropped like six spots for picking Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. Two no, weeks that ago. was two weeks ago at the Coke yeah. 600. Yeah, he took a hard hit, but he recovered. Yeah, he, he went from worst to first. Yeah. Picked the last place guy, picked the first place guy. Yeah. He went up three there's no spots. Gray, there's no gray area for Earl. No. It's either black or white for him. Yeah. Um, um, he's true Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last, <laughs> <yeah>. you know. <laughs> um, i tell you who people need to be watching out for is Jason A. He was there at the bottom for a while. He, I think he picked three winners in a row or something like that. Or maybe it was three weeks in a row he picked a top three or something. But he jumped... A lot in yeah. a few weeks. He's what sixth now. He's a he's above HR Scotty, yeah. two points above him. But uh, which speaking of Scotty, he fell a spot last week. 
I don't remember who. Um, who did he pick last week? I don't remember. I don't even want to look it up. Bell. But he, yeah, that's right. Scott took Bell. Yeah, he took Bell. Dropped a spot. Yeah. But Mama I mean, Lou, Mama Lou dropped two spots. Yeah. That's yeah, not did. like her. Well, she took ten steps forward and two back. You know. Did she? She took Chastain, I think, didn't she? Yeah, but that could, I guess, come back on me because I did mention it was a road course when it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. And it's your fault. It's not. It's not mom's fault. Right. Put that on me. Yeah. So we'll overlook it this week, mom. Yep. I didn't go anywhere. I stayed the same. What I do? I went up one. Yeah. So you went up one, Brian. Up one, Briggs down three. I'm going to be the newest member of the 200-point club if I don't Think so. shape up. Yeah, I'm, I'm only two points away at 198. I think, Tony, I think Tony was the biggest fall this Yeah, he fell four week. spots. Tony's He's been sucking hind tit for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, if him, I think if him and Paul could get off each other down there in Bardstown. <laughs> well, you got a little D right between them. Right. I mean, that don't surprise me, you know. But, I mean, them three down there. At the truck stop? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, when they're not working, that's usually where they're at. You know, it's kind of gotcha. like, you know where Jay and Silent Bob's at. They're outside the convenience store. So I, I knew Paul worked down there. I just Paul. thought Tony was um, an everyday customer. I didn't know he worked down there. Well, I, I mean, Paul Paul done so so well on money down there. I, I think Tony and Donovan got in on the action. Because, mm. I mean, the last conversation me and Paul had, I said, man, I said, how's things going at the truck stop? And he said, not bad. And uh, he said, you know, this pat that the day before, he said he made forty dollars and twenty five cents, and I was like, twenty five cents. Yeah, huh? I was like, forty dollars and twenty five cents. He said, yeah. I said, who gave you twenty five cents? He said, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> doing good was, work. He is. I mean, he's a busy man, you know. Uh, so I guess we'll see how, see if Tony and Donovan's successful down there as well. I know Paul is. Hmm. But now I can see that from Little D there, but uh, I didn't know Tony was down there all the time. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. I like the three amigos. Oh. Three. Yeah. Hmm. So. Well, we'll see what happens. Who Tony picked this week? Do you know? I do. I'll have to look it up real quick. The. Um, I need to get Jeremy off my ass. He went up three spots last week. He's right behind me, only five points. Tony took the ninety nine of Suarez. Oh. Well, we took the same took the same driver. Jeremy. Jeremy's on your ass? Yeah. He's five points behind me. He took Reddick. Took Reddick. Ah, Reddick's gonna wreck this week. Wrecking Reddick. Wrecking Reddick. The old red dick. Yep gonna wreck but i mean at least i hope he wrecks for you know fantasy league purposes of course we don't want him to get hurt no we don't want him to get hurt just spin out in the grass you know get stuck maybe flatten a couple tires lose three laps but it ought to be interesting um i was talking to hr the other day he was griping at me you know i was making fun of him for being a bubba fan and he was yelling at me but he, he gets, said that's a sensitive subject. It is sensitive. That's and, and I know it is. Yeah. But uh, I mean that's, that's why like, that's like talking about one of his 
brothers, you know. I mean, it's... Well, I do that too sometimes. Right. I mean, me being one of them, <laughs> right. you know, I get it. But, well, I usually make fun of the youngest. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, he takes he takes it that serious when you start yeah. giving oh, shit yeah. to Bubba Wallace. You, you know? can just I mean, see his face getting red from right. the neck up. I mean, you know how he's got that big uh, 23 tattoo right there on the side of his neck? Mm-hmm. You'll see that vein come... In, in right there on that 23 tattoo well i've noticed it kind of gets a dr pepper shade of kind of reddish kind of a dark red when he gets mad it just works out pretty good for him but uh right you know hey to each his own i'm not gonna make fun of him for being a bubba fan because everybody's got to have their favorite driver right i'm but, happy that he's a nascar fan yeah so i mean i'm glad he's he's got his driver i've never picked on anybody for being anybody's in particular fan right you know? i'm just glad he's an nascar fan yeah i just and know he gets mad you know it's that, it's that absolutely you find that red button that you push on somebody and it oh, just yeah. instantly makes them mad yeah. i know that's that's for scotty yeah but uh he was telling me that we need to start telling some uh figure eight stories and i told him i said we'll get to them we don't I, we've got plenty we'll get to them and not not today but we'll get to them because he, so you got one today or not today? Uh, I don't have one today. I probably got quite a few of them, but I just. Uh, I I've don't. got one that haunts me, and I don't like talking about. I don't. You want to go ahead and no, say yours? No, because I, I think I know what you're going I after. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like to think about it. I know what so, you're going after. I we yeah. were at Sports Drone, wasn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember it. Well, one of these days you'll break it out, and. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, we'll get you some figure eight stories, bud. I mean, this 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 week's episodes already went a little bit long, but so we'll fit them in. Maybe next week there won't be some drama to talk about after Sonoma. We can throw a figure eight story in there. And if if you're listening and you don't know what a figure eight race is, if you just picture the number eight, that's how the cars drive. It's like an infinity sign, but there is no overpass. These guys are going through an intersection. Um, you can probably look it up on YouTube figure eight we go to me and scotty used to go to the um, figure eight world championships up in indianapolis uh second weekend of september we used to go up there every year and uh, it's been a few years since i've been up there but that that race i will say i'm not going to get into a figure eight story but i will say if you've never seen a figure eight race you go to that race now, let me ask you this, because this was on, I'll make this this episode a little bit longer by saying this, so I wasn't there for mm-hmm. when you guys went up to Indianapolis to Which? watch this figure eight race, the, the championships, mm-hmm. and if I remember right, it was you, Scott, his, two, his, his two stepsons, and his wife, mm-hmm. and... He has told me this story so many times about the ride back when you guys stopped at White Castle. Did did he lock the windows? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he true. Locked, he locked the windows after after a. Well, we went to White Castle first because there's a White Castle right there in Greenwood, I think. Just yeah. you know, once you get back on the interstate 65 heading south, at the Greenwood exit, there's a White Castle right there, so it's an easy off, easy on. And, you know, a lot of people go to eat there because it's White Castle. It's what you do. Um, White Castle and Big Red. Exactly. You you know, you can't pass that up after a race. So we go into the White Castle, and there was probably 30 people in this White Castle, um, if I remember right. And me and Scotty, we <laughs> we had a good time at the race. You know, we were um, having some, some cold, cold beverages. Sodas. went down pretty easy because, you know, it was it was a warm evening. And uh, 
so and this was the first time that his wife went with us right so this was the first time she'd seen a figure eight race this first time she had seen us after a race um so we're in the white castle and we, we're having pickle races on the window yeah so and she was just like oh my god i can't believe you're doing that well yeah. we did quite yeah. a few times um and then after we go to White Castle, after we get back on the highway, the White Castles kick in. Right, and Scott Scott told me this. He's told me this story numerous times, and he gets he gets as purple as a Dr Pepper can when he's. Oh, he won't stop laughing about. No, it. no he, like he can't. You should have seen story. him when it happened. He couldn't get the story out, and it's almost like the worst accident of the night wasn't on that figure eight track. No, it was. You know, it was. But you know, I'm pretty sure the boy shit itself. <laughs> And and I've heard similar uh, opinions. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that was a fart, you know. That yeah, he sharted. Right, he, he shit his pants. He sharted a couple but, times. You know, even even his wife telling me this story or being present when the story's been told, and she's still almost traumatized by how bad that smell was because he is. he locked the windows and wouldn't let. <laughs> yeah, he he locked the windows because, and I knew it was coming when. Uh, Right before he did it, <clears throat> he um, he rolled the windows up, and then he looked at me, and he had that smile on his face, and I knew something was coming. And I pieced it together pretty quick. Oh, and, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as the windows <laughs> went up, and then he's laughing. And then, you know how when you rip one, and then you're waiting for your buddy to smell it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's how this went, except she was in the back seat. And I, to this day, I feel bad for her because that was horrible. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. And I just didn't realize it was going to be that bad. But I couldn't stop laughing either when it happened. <laughs> right. I mean, because <laughs> she was saying words in the back seat that I've never heard her say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Scott Scott is notorious for that because, you know, I mean, it's, it's like a, you know, Finding the opportune time to do things like that is is classic. It's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless. Yeah. So I mean, there was one time where him him and Tony was when they were driving around together. Tony was driving. Scott was in the car with Tony, and Tony had pulled into the old family video up here in town because he had some movies. And he's like, "Hey, I'm just gonna run in and drop these off. Come back in the car. I can see where this is going." But Scott's sitting in the passenger seat, right. and Tony's out of the car for, I mean, literally like 28 seconds, uh-huh. you know, like he gets out of the car, windows are up, <laughs> air conditioner's on. He runs up to the little box flap, puts his movies in, comes back and gets in the car and sits down. He goes, what the fuck? And Scott just, <laughs> Scott's just sitting over here. Purple is a great man. Just <laughs> laughing his ass off. I can see the look on Tony's face. <laughs> And I swear to this day, Tony says that smell was still in his car when he got rid of it. I don't you know. know. I mean, it was that bad. You I mean, burn the interior. I mean, or something. I don't. <laughs> and I mean, but you you have to. And I, and I've got some stories where I've done some pretty messed up stuff too, and it's pretty pretty vulgar. But I put a lot of strategy into mine. Right. Whereas Scott will just. He's instantaneous. Yeah, instantaneous. Like you can say, "Hey, drop it, drop it now," and blow his mother up, you know. Right. And he does it. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's 
no matter how old you get, you know, being a being a guy, a boy, a man, no mm-hmm. matter how old you get, two things are always funny. Whether you're two or 102, it's kicks in the nuts and farts. Oh, They're yeah. always funny. Yeah, and I don't understand because people, <laughs> like younger people these days, they don't they don't they don't appreciate the humor in it. You know, it's like, hey, no. that's a god given joke right there. Absolutely. You know, you gonna, laugh anytime that happens. I'm going to tell you this this real quick, so we don't go too long, but. This was years ago. Me and the bro- my other brother, one of my other brothers, the one right underneath me. We we were <laughs> the crazy uh, one. Yeah. I, that's why that's the way I refer to it. You know, okay. I mean, you're all crazy in your own way, <laughs> but he's the the crazy one. <laughs> yeah. right. I think even mom might say that. Right, but going back to strategy, yeah, strategic. Just just so know, the listeners know, like my stuff is planned out. Mm-hmm. Like I, me me and my me and my brother, he he. He had to he had to go to Lowell and get his paycheck. He wanted to know if I wanted to ride with him. And him and I, we were roommates at the time. And I was like, sure, I'll ride down there with you. So we drive to Lowell, gets his paycheck. We come back to Scottsburg, goes to the Centra, you know, to cash his check. Well, I mean, this is on a I don't I don't even remember what day it was, but this is a point in my life where my diet consists of Jim Beam and frozen burritos. Seven days a week. You okay, know? okay, yeah. So, what's going on in this gut isn't for <laughs> isn't for the faint of heart ever. But so we go to Centra. He goes in the second aisle, the drive-through. Okay. You know, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and he signs his paycheck, gets the capsule out, and puts his paycheck in there. And I said, "Give me a capsule." He's like, he's like, he goes, you didn't do that. What I think I you're swear, getting ready to swear do. Swear on my life. Oh, and uh, he said, "What?" Because I didn't have a check to cash. You know, mine was Dragon Policy. So he hands me the caps. So I was like, "Just give it to me." Hurry and, up, right? So I put uh, this capsule isn't one that splits in half. It's just the slide top open, right? Right. So I slide that top back open and position it right there between my legs and I kind of edge off the front of the seat a little bit. I just drop ass in this capsule. It's so bad that like <laughs> we're sitting in the bank drive through with the windows down and you can, it's thick. It's, you know, that it's that warm thick. <laughs> Did you fog up the capsule? Oh man. Well, I shut it and my brother just over there cracking. He's like, what the fuck? You know, and he's just laughing like, why would you do that? And I'm right. like, put it in there, put it in there. He puts it in there and sends it. Sends it. <laughs> so the woman, the poor woman working. Hold on, let me get. To, you cupped a fart in the for capsule. someone on the other side of the glass. Twenty feet away. That's a, awesome. Through a brick wall. Twenty feet away through a brick wall. Now it gets a little bit better because you know. So the woman, the poor lady working inside the bank. Was she, she older woman or younger woman? She, I'm going to say she was in her 40s. But she, me and me and my brother sitting there just eyeing her. Like, we're, <laughs> we're just waiting to see how this can go. You're going to watch it smack her in the face. Right. So, you know, she opens the capsule. She reaches into the capsule a couple times where the check is stuck to the plexiglass. of You know how it's circular. Well, it's stuck to it. So she takes the capsule like this and puts it in front of her face and shakes it like a shake weight right in front of her. And as soon as she did that, she goes, 
<laughs> it's almost like she poured it on her face, you know, and she started shaking her head vigorously, like, what in the hell is going on, you know, and me and him were just sitting in the drive-thru rolling, because I was like, dude, you just seen it, I, I just, I just farted on somebody 20 feet away through a five-foot brick wall, and she just got it, you know, and he's like, that was pretty awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that story. Yeah, it's a... Well, I mean, oh, it started off with, for years and years, you know, my my uh, farting on people career started off as this kind of... I hate going shopping. I hate going to, you know, stores to shop, whether it be grocery shopping or anything else. Yeah. So, I'd get bored in Walmart and... I go down the candle aisle and I'd always pick up a couple candles, right? And you know, one one will say vanilla bean and one will say cinnamon bun and I'm like, All right. So I take these couple candles and I'll walk around Walmart with them. When I feel one coming on, I'll I'll take the lid off the candle and I'll drop one in that fucking candle. And then I'll put the lid back on it real quick. Now the trick is you gotta lay it over by the potato chips or the two liters you know, somewhere where it's out of place. Yeah. Because then people over there are looking at, you know, if, if you just put it back with the candles, nobody's ever going to pick that one up. You right. Know? So you put it with the, <laughs> you walk through the potato chip aisle and you're like, you know, looking for your chips and you see a candle that says cinnamon bun. You're like, oh, I bet that smells good. And they pull the cap <laughs> off and, and, and you can watch people do it and it will hit them right in the face. <laughs> and I spent years doing that. <laughs> Just, just to entertain myself, right? <laughs> because I get bored. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's hilarious. So then, you know, and I didn't have no plans of doing that at the bank. Yeah, I mean, I probably could have got assault charges. You probably, you know, <laughs> but that poor lady. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, it's. Well, I remember you doing that strategically to me and Scotty one time when we were... I don't remember what we had done. I think maybe we had went to a concert or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a race, but we were at a White Castle, and it was after the... I think it was a concert, and this White Castle was packed, and we were like fifth one back in line to order. We had to go in and order, or we just did whatever, but um, it was me, you, and him standing there in line. And I, I specifically remember we're all three standing there discussing what we're going to get. And then you just walked away. Yeah. And I didn't think nothing about it. Because me and Scotty were sitting there just picking on each other or whatever we were I doing. I remember that. And then, uh, and then, like, two minutes later, you walked back up to us. And it hit me right before you came up to us. I smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized what you did... And me and Scotty started cussing you, but we wasn't. We were just talking amongst ourselves. We wasn't talking very loud because this place was packed. And then you walk back up. What were we like? Twenty, right. nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah. And then you walk back up to us, loud as can be. God, you shit! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the White Castle is looking at me and Scotty because you're talking to us. Right. <laughs> Well, my, my, my so everybody thought we did. But it goes right back to strategy. My plan <laughs> right. was to do yeah. that, walk away, and hopefully people in front of us would leave. 
so we could move up the line. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> well, it didn't work that way. No, you but... got me and Scotty. Everybody's looking at me and Scotty, wanting to know who did it. Yep. And neither one of us could. We were both laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> well, because we're we're guys. Yeah, you know? we're guys. That's what I we mean, do. It sucks to be in that, but you know, it's you if can't you can put your buddy. Yeah, if you can put your buddy in that kind of position, you know, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't do that? But. Well, it works good when you get pulled over too. If you drop one right before the cop comes up, makes you roll your window down. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that before. Yeah, he ain't gonna be there long. That's true. I mean, that's... all that's coming out right out that window. And yeah, he definitely. You know, it's like officer. I'm sorry, I was speeding. I've just got a shit. Yeah, I got trying to I'm, get I'm trying to get home so I didn't just mess on myself. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "You ain't on. You need to go." Boy. Let me escort you, son. <laughs> let me put my red. And, let me put my cherries and blueberries on you. Just go in the woods. You know. <laughs> Oh man! But well, I'm sure Scotty's gonna enjoy them stories right there. Yeah, he remembers them. Oh he yeah, does. he does. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. That's all I've got for this week. We'll uh, yep. we'll be back next week with a Sonoma recap and whatever the fallout is from Sonoma drama penalties. I'm sure we'll have a little bit of both. And give our opinions on Nashville. Oh yeah, we'll definitely give some opinions. Yeah. But, uh, so thanks for listening. Have a good week wherever you're watching the races from. If you're going, just watching, enjoy them. And if and don't forget, if you've got a friend that you really care about, shit on them and let them know. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> you know as, what I'm saying? As I mean, a guy, that's the ultimate form of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's when you know you're cared. You know yeah. you they care for you. Right. You, you don't. You know it's it's awkward for some men to say. You know what? I love you. You know you're one of my best friends, but. You can you can say the same with your ass. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> well, I've the, never thought of it that way, but you're right. <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, it's all it's right. a universal language. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking shit. That's right. So, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Justin. Right in your face as always. Yeah.